where are we going? Hello, and welcome to episode four of Onward, our Pike Advancement podcast series. I'm Rod. And I'm Elizabeth, and we are coming to you live from the Advancement Office of Pike School. Hey Rod, how's it going? Great. Just enjoying the vibe here in the studio. The studio? Well, the office. Yeah, we don't have a studio. There's no budget for a studio. Yet, Elizabeth. There's no budget yet. (laughs) Good point. So, uh, one thing I thought we should clarify to our listeners about. What? Because our listeners can't see us now, I thought we should probably describe the setup here. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, So, for example, I think they should know that we are socially distancing as we speak. Yes, and wearing our masks. Yes, that too. In fact, we're dressed in full biohazard suits. Just like in the movies. Yeah, and you know, Elizabeth, I think they're surprisingly comfy. They really are. All right. Enough of that. What's on tap today, Rod? Let's see. We're all in on strategic thinking today. And asking big questions. That's right. We're going to hear from head of school Ashley Marshall about her investment in cultivating strategic vision through the crafting of powerful questions. And then we'll hear from chair of the board, Midi Zhang, about some of the big picture thinking that the board has been doing and will continue to do. It's so exciting. It really is. Let's listen to the interview with Ashley first. Let's do it. As a leader, you've really focused on strategic strategic thinking for Pike, even as we sort of navigate this pandemic. And I'm wondering why you think that's particularly important at this time. What I love about schools is that they are inherently future-oriented. We don't send children to school for our now, our today. We send children to school for our tomorrow. Every lesson and experience, while certainly shaped and influenced by the present, and most definitely this pandemic, (laughs) is intentionally designed for our children's future. So strategic thinking, better yet, strategic questioning, helps us to recalibrate and center us in the midst of a crisis. Yes, we must attend to our current challenges and navigate this pandemic, but we must also stretch ourselves to imagine our future. Where are we going? Who do we want to be once the pandemic ends? What changes are long-lasting and how will they impact our children? and how they learn, um, what they should learn, and how we should teach. So, uh, speaking of strategic questions, uh, I've noticed you like to ask a lot of questions, and it seems to be part of your approach to leadership. Can you talk a little bit about how the act and art of questioning can be a useful tool? Asking a question, especially a big and beautiful question, is an act of humility, curiosity, and hope. When I ask a question, three things occur. One, I'm admitting I don't yet know or understand everything I need to know or understand or even that there may be something incorrect or incomplete in my own knowledge and understanding. Two, I have a deep desire to make new and deeper meaning about the world around me, about people and ideas, about the unknown or different. And three, I believe having learning from others, embracing difference, different perspectives, makes me a better person. So yes, this is helpful for leadership, but humility, curiosity, and hope are necessary for living, not just leading. Given your focus on strategic thinking, I'm sure you're already uh, imagining what's next for Pike. 
how do you envision the process of drafting the next Pike strategic plan unfolding? There's this great quote from Peter Drucker, a management consultant, and he said, the best way to predict the future is to create it. Strategic planning is when we, all of us at Pike, have the opportunity to create our future. It is a process of shared questioning, learning, and ultimately designing. It's a chance for us to pause and reflect and ask, when are we at our best at Pike? When and where do our students and alumni thrive? What aspects of school life might we fine-tune to better live our mission years from now? What new needs might we anticipate for our community going forward? So you mentioned community. Uh, what role do you hope our community will play in the process of making a strategic plan successful? Strategic planning is built upon collaborative questioning and listening. It will take all of us to write the story of Pike's future and to identify the resources needed to realize our future. Every voice is needed, every experience should be shared, and every idea is welcome. Engagement is always critical, but especially during strategic planning. We will need everyone's participation. This is our community, and it's yours. Our future is yours. How can we build Pike's future without you? Thank you, Ashley. This has been really great, and, and these conversations have been so valuable to helping understand what, what the future of Pike looks like under your leadership. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I love asking questions with you. That was a lot of fun to, to talk to Ashley, um, and you didn't hear it there, but we also had a great chat about the current strategic plan as well. And the school has made so much progress on the goals for that plan. Yeah, we really have. Um, for example, I can't imagine a year where it's more important that we have a full-time uh, counselor on staff. Oh, we have been so fortunate to have Tim Stonecipher here helping take care of our community this year. And um, the World Language Program in the lower school is what I've been really excited about. Yeah, it's pretty amazing that we've been able to build a new space for that program and also make sure that we have the faculty and staff to uh, move it forward. And the kids are having so much fun. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then obviously from our perspective, you know, the successful completion of the Our Share Tomorrow campaign was a huge boon for the school. Absolutely, especially that it built up so much of our endowment. Yeah, and so the endowment really is like an investment account. So every year it generates income for our operating budget without getting spent down. And in tandem with the Pike Fund, it really raises critical funds for our use each year. Yeah, so together that means more flexibility and innovation to meet emerging challenges. And things we weren't expecting, like having to respond to COVID. Ah, COVID. <laughs> Together, the Pike Fund and the endowment represent over a million dollars of added revenue for Pike each year. Over $2,500 a student. $2,500 a student? That's pretty significant. <laughs>
All right, we're back. Elizabeth? Elizabeth? Huh. Wonder where she's gone. Elizabeth? Well, I guess we'll jump right into my conversation with Meaty John, chair of the Board of Trustees. My name is Meaty Jung, and I'm currently the chair of the Board of Trustees of the Pike School. I'm in my eighth year as a trustee and my third year as the chair. I am the proud parent of two alumni from Pike, one of whom is now a senior in high school and the other one is a freshman. So, Meaty, thanks so much for doing this. We really appreciate you having, having you here and um, sharing your insights with us. Thanks for having me, Rod. So at the recent annual board retreat, which traditionally happens in September, um, it's a pretty much a whole day retreat. You, uh, as the chair of the board and, and, the, and the executive committee, invited two special speakers. And I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about who those who they were and kind of what they were bringing to the uh, to the retreat. Yes. So we invited two outside speakers, both of them from the NAIS, which is the National Association of Independent Schools. Anne-Marie Balzano, who is the Director of Leadership and Governance, she worked with the board on how might trustees be lifelong learners in order to govern strategically, future trends in education, for example, what might the K-8 through independent school landscape look like post-COVID-19 and in the years to come, and how can the board engage in generative thinking and catalytic questioning to guide the school into its next phase particularly with our new head of school, Ashley Marshall. We also invited Caroline Blackwell, who is the Vice President of Equity and Justice, and she worked with the board on things like what would it take for Pike to be an anti-racist school, exploring implicit bias or prejudice, individual versus systemic racism, taking a hard look at issues of access, particularly with respect to Pike, and having difficult, open, and empathetic conversations around race and justice. So I'd love to know, while we're uh, sort of working to weather the COVID crisis, why do you think it's important to focus on these areas of school development? Well, as you know, Pike has been very busy in the last 12 months. We had the new head of school search about a year ago and all of the transition attendant with that and of course in the last six months or so tackling the COVID-19 pandemic and trying to do all of this while staying true to our mission and values. It is equally important for the board to focus on the overall strategic direction of the school. So we don't want to lose focus on things like the science of learning, how schools should adapt and change COVID and non-COVID, how to continue to grow Pike as the awesome school that it is. And as I like to say, it's 2020 and the world and how Pike prepares its students for that world is rapidly evolving. I'd love to hear a little bit about what you saw as some of the key takeaways from the recent board retreat with those two guest speakers. There were many, so I'll just summarize a few. First and foremost, trustees like Pike students are and should be lifelong learners. This means that trustees must understand the educational landscape and challenge ourselves to understand where we are collectively and individually on the journey of Pike and where Pike as a school is and needs to go over the next 5, 10, 15 years and beyond. Generative thinking and catalytic questioning, as I mentioned before, 
as well as living and breathing DEI, are but a few tools that can help along that way. Uh, 2022 marks the end of the current strategic plan. It would be interesting to hear from your perspective what accomplishments from that plan uh, are, are you proudest of? Yes, thanks for asking. And as you know, we're, we are always tackling work. In other words, we, we don't like to sit on our laurels. At the same time, I would say choosing two areas that I'm most proud of in terms of our school. First would be the 21st century learning pillar. And this is continuing to embed global experiences into the classroom, service and project-based learning, incorporating modern language at a younger age, enhancing professional development opportunities for teachers, all with respect to what the school continues to do by making huge strides in changing its curriculum and adapting to the current demands of, of the world. Second, I would say, is really our financial sustainability. Beginning and completing the Our Shared Tomorrow campaign was a huge accomplishment that significantly enhanced the endowment so one can see the stability of the school as it has faced the COVID-19 pandemic in particular and has been very fortunate compared to many of our peer schools. So those would be the two I would say most proud of. Have the board and Ashley, have you begun thinking about what the next strategic plan might look like or how it might be um, conceived? Yes, absolutely. So that will be a dynamic, inclusive, and exciting process, uh, one which will harness all of the passion, expertise, input, and thoughtfulness of the Pike community. Uh, what I expect would be next year, the school will begin work to develop this plan, which would be slated to begin at the start of what would be then the following year, which is Ashley's third year at the school. It's exciting to think about how to continue to move Pike forward to the next level and phase of exceptional education. It will be an inclusive, dynamic uh, process, which will come out with a great substantive result. So please stay tuned. conversation with Meaty. Yes, Meaty's always fun to talk with. She's been part of Pike and the board for such a long time, and every time you talk to her, you always feel her love for this place. Absolutely. I particularly liked hearing how the values that we espouse as a school, like a commitment to lifelong learning and diversity, equity, and inclusion, are not just for our students and our teachers. Yeah, I have the privilege of attending the trustee meetings. It's amazing how much time they devote to these two areas in particular. They're constantly pulling in resources and having thoughtful, honest conversations on some pretty hard topics at every meeting. Yes, our commitment to these areas is more than just talk. They really influence the work of our trustees, our admin team, staff, and our Pike families as well. These are the organizing principles for how we all work together every day. It's refreshing. I also like how she said Pike has been busy. <laughs> That's an understatement, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's see. We have had a search process for a new head. The timely response to the COVID pandemic in the spring. Um, which we followed with a retirement celebration for our longtime head, Muddy Waters. 
and we welcomed our new head, Ashley Marshall, who clearly jumped right in for a summer filled with planning and professional development. The opening of school with two separate learning options, off-campus and campus-based learning. And all the planning, infrastructure preparation, and resources required to make them both successful. Woo, that is a lot. I'm exhausted just trying to list it all. And through it all, as we heard from both Meadie and Ashley, we're still thinking about what's next and how we can continue to grow as a community. You know, Elizabeth, you gotta love bike. You really do. So that's the uh, end of the fourth episode of this podcast series. And, and Elizabeth, this has really been an interesting project. I, it has. It has been so much fun. And I feel like it's been a really great way to tell the story of what's going on at Pike. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, you know, we started with hearing from two Pike teachers, Christine Edis and Liz Venetu, about the teaching challenges uh, that the fall of 2020 has raised. And then in our second episode, we heard some musings from Ashley Marshall on non-city solemn and what our motto really means in these day and age. Yeah, and in that same episode, I think we heard about the school's smallest donation and the big impact it had. I loved our smallest donation. Aww. Last episode, we heard from two staff members on the front line of keeping our students and faculty stay safe and well. That's right, Tim Stonecipher and Stacy Alfiero. And then in this episode, we got a sneak peek at what's happening in the future and how the school's going to be approaching our next strategic plan. So that's a pretty sweet journey through Pike in the fall of 2020. Yes, indeed, and we hope that you enjoyed it. You know, as we come to the end of this project, we have a lot of people to thank. We do. First, thank you to our interviewees, Christine Addis, Liz Venetiu, Stacey Alfiero, and Tim Stonecipher. And especially Ashley Marshall and Midi Zhang. Absolutely, we couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, it just wouldn't be a podcast. It would just be us two advancement nerds sitting in an office. Sorry, a studio talking about giving. <laughs> we, we also want to thank our awesome colleague, Donna Richards, too. Absolutely. She gave us so much encouragement. She created the podcast webpage and the associated emails. And she kept us on track and kept the eye rolls, even the ones that we deserved, to a minimum. And there were a lot of those. Thank you, Donna. Finally, I'm Rick Biani for sharing Pike music with us. Yeah, the snippets of drumming and, of course, the song Sunflower, sung by the Pike Chorus in episode two. And I also think it would be good to shout out some of the technical support entities that we use to create this podcast. Yeah, so like Pixabay, who provided royalty-free music for the podcast, and our podcast hosting service, Podbean, also free. I love the sound of free. And finally, most important, to you, our listeners. Thank you for your feedback, your time, and your attention. Yeah, because, Elizabeth, when a podcast is recorded in the woods and there's no one there to hear it... <laughs> God. God, you're too much. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Indeed, we hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget that your support of Pike through the Pike Fund makes so much of what you heard about today and in our previous episodes possible. Yeah, so if you haven't done it already... We hope you'll visit pikeschool.org backslash mygift to be a crucial part of our success. In the meantime, be well, stay safe, and have a wonderful winter break.